Welcome to Hardy Party of Five and a Half. Well, hello, Rebecca. How are you today? Fancy meeting you here. I know. We are going to stir the pot today. It's time to stir the pot. We're going to stir the pot because we are super controversial up here at the Hardy House. We always are, aren't we? Always. Yes. Today, we're going to talk about the ever-controversial All-American hot dog. The All-American hot dog. Mm -hmm. All-American. Is it really All-American? We're about to find out. Did it come from Chicago? I don't think it came from Chicago initially. Okay. I want to know. I'm scared because I think it's going to be a scary thing learning where the hot dog came from and why. Okay. But I want to hear about it. Yes. Uh, we used to buy all beef hot dogs for our kids. Right. Are which you gonna, are you which the labeling me? made us feel better, right? Yeah. Sh should it have or not? I really? guess so. Maybe in modern days it's better. Okay. But it did not start out quite as good. So you're about to take us in the Wayback Time Machine and tell us how the hot dog started. I am. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> here we go. Okay, there's two cities in the Germanic area. Frankfurt, which is in Germany now, and Vienna, which is in Austria. Vienna sausage. Right. And Frankfurter. Which is the other another. Why have I never thought of this before? That's I don't know. My, that is mind-blowing now i ate a lot of hot dogs when i was a kid mm -hmm. because after school i would come in and i think that's why they're so popular they're so easy yeah like i would get them out of the fridge and just eat them no i'm kidding Ew. i would put them Some in people did that I, they did oh yeah they're they're sick people um you just like boil them just boil them boil a couple and you've got dunch you boil dinner. out all the nasty if you boil it does it well no not, not really. all the nasty but <laughs> But didn't you eat Vienna I sausages? I ate Vienna sausages yeah. right out of the can. Probably bought them at the 7-Eleven. Popped open a can. Scraped mm. off the jelly. The little layer of jelly. Do you even know what that jelly was? No. No Pro one does. So probably some salty preservative. No one knows what that was. I tried not to eat it, but yeah. then I did eat some Vienna sausages. Okay, and you liked them? Yeah. Could you eat them now? Nope. Okay, good. But I, you used to eat potted meat. I, I ate potted meat with my dad. Yeah. Like he would sit down with crackers and eat them. No. I think I like the cracker more than the potted meat. Why but. do I feel like potted meat means like some weird like possum or <laughs> raccoon or something like that? When Vienna sausage just doesn't seem like a weird meat to me, but really? potted meat because it doesn't specify what kind of meat. Just it could be any kind meat, of meat. It could be any kind of meat. Or a but close facsimile to me. makes me think at least that it's sausage. But what the heck is sausage? Okay. <laughs> okay, just, here just, we go. I got, just go. Okay. Okay. So we have the two cities that we're going to get to in a moment right. that claim the modern hot dog. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you where it all came from. Do you remember Nero? Yes. I remember him well. He was the emperor of Rome. Mm -hmm. Kind of a crazy guy. He liked killing the Christians and just, he was kind of a weird dude. He thought he was an actor, so he'd been in a lot of plays. So he's a weird <laughs> dude. Well, he has a cook named Gaius. Okay. Which I don't know my Latin very well, so I'm getting as close as I can on that. It sounds good. And I'm also from Texas, so I don't know how to speak anyways. <laughs> so he actually made the first sausage by accident. And let's tell you how this happened. All right, tell me. As the legend goes, he was watching over his kitchen, and he realized 
Well, what they would do, they would starve the pig for a week to clean mm -hmm. out everything mm -hmm. before they slaughtered the pig. Yeah. Well, I just had a colonoscopy, so I know how that pig feels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this, this is very personal for you now. Sit home. <laughs> yep. Right in the field. So he's watching over the kitchen, and he noticed one of the pigs had brought in fully roasted, So, but it wasn't cleaned yet. So mm -hmm. he was a little concerned about this. How, should we eat this? It's interesting that he was concerned of what they were eating. So he stuck a knife into the belly of the pig to see if it was edible. And out popped the intestines. Bloop. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it sounded like, yeah. Can you do I'm that? trying to give people Can you the, do that one more time? Bloop. You're you're so good at sound effects. And we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. Men tend to make sound effects that are sounds and went now you do bloop. Bloop. See you made it a word. B L O O P. Right. It is and a word. When I just <laughs> I was able to let go of the words and make it a sound. Make, a sound. make it a grunt. Um, <laughs> so the intestines fall out. He notices they're empty because of the starvation diet, but he notices they're puffed up from the heat. So what? what's a good cook going to do with that? Mm. He's like, I need to stuff something in there. Mm. So he gets some of the, <laughs> so he gets the intestines and he stuffs them with like game meat. They've, they've obviously hunted and caught and mixed it with spices and wheat. And voila, we have the sausage. Wow. So it was by accident. That's disgusting. So after this, it, the recipes and stuff head into Europe. Like as people migrate and travel and mm -hmm, do trade, mm -hmm. they take the recipes with them. Well, it ends up in Germany, mm -hmm. and now the Germans are starting to experiment with all this sausage. And really, when we think sausage nowadays, I think German. I think Germany. You do? Yeah. I mean, you think of sauerkraut and bratwurst. All this bratwurst, and I just think of, my mind goes to Germany, even okay. though it was created in Italy. In yeah. Rome. Okay. So there are two towns kind of going back and forth here that say that they invented the modern sausage, which ultimately becomes the hot dog. Basically, sausages are spicier and have some different meats in it than a hot dog would have. Hot dogs are more tame. See, just when you say different meats, I just need more clarification. Just, just don't think too hard about it. Okay. I'm try not <laughs> don't, to. Don't think too deeply, like Rebecca. bacon. I mean, bacon... Is just bacon. There's nothing mixed together to make bacon. It's just been cut off the pig, put in Cooked. the pan. Done. Yep. I know this is a little more complicated. It is a lot more complicated. We have a complicated relationship with the all-American hot dog. <laughs> um, so you have two towns. You have Frankfurt, which we get the word Frankfurter from. Yes. Dun dun dun. Mm -hmm. And they say it was invented in 1484, which is even before Columbus sailed. Right. What's the how's it goes? Columbus sailed, sailed the, the ocean, ocean blue. blue. In 1492. Yes. And you can keep going with that. I, if, that's still, if that's still a thing. There's more to it. Is that it? Is I that the end of the... I have no idea. I don't know. I, don't even, I can't even remember that year, so... I you didn't, can't remember I didn't, that year? No, I didn't learn the rhyme very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you were there when it happened. No, no. You never remembered the little rhyme. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So Frankfurt says they invented it, but then you mm -hmm. have Vienna on the other side saying they were the true inventors, originators. And okay. guess what they called it? They called it the Wienerwurst. Wienerwurst. Wienerwurst? Wienerwurst. Wienerwurst. I don't know my German either. <laughs> the Wienerwurst. And so the, that's where we get Frankfurter Wiener. and Wiener. Right. Americans are like, those we're are not competing. pronouncing all this. Yeah. So those are competing, like names for a hot dog yeah and we kind of i think as americans we kind of rotate through those yeah some people call them frankfurters it'd be interesting to even look at what regions call it frankfurters who calls it a hot dog who yeah. calls it a wiener and where they came from i think kids probably call it a wiener because it's kind of a joke yeah you know mm -hmm. so anyways 
Well, we have boys, so we know how that goes. So 500 years ago, that's where that developed. Okay. And then even further back, you have Gaius, who's cooking for Nero, comes up with this idea. Uh-huh. Apparently, Nero loved him, so they spread out to Europe. Okay. So now we're going to talk how, about how it came to America. It came to America via New York because the German immigrants brought the recipes with These them. These are my people. These are your people. Thank you, Germany. You're welcome. Appreciate you. Single-handedly responsible for bringing the hot dog to the United States. That's right, and for bringing you to the United States. <laughs> and I'm, ha- I'm very happy about that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm more happy that you came to the United States, that your people did, than the hot dog <laughs> Than the hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> Just being... Mm-hmm. Just being real. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, we, there's disagreement on which town did it, but really the German immigrants are definitely who brought the hot dog. And they would sell them in push carts in the 1860s, just on the streets and stuff. And they still they do that. They still do that. You still have, cart, you have, cart, you have the hot dog cart on every corner in New York. If That's you go. right. Oh, my um, gosh. And they were called the first hot dogs. Again, I'm trying to speak German again. They were called Dachshund Sausages. Oh, okay. So that's where we, we get ended the up, weenie dog. Well, that's where we end up getting hot dog because yeah. it's a dog. But you know, that's what they call their dosh hound, dosh hound or whatever the name yeah, of those they dogs call are. It they call them a weenie dog. dog. Oh my gosh! Americans are much more simple. We're looking for more the simple words to say. I hope you know? out there in podcast land, this is blowing some people's mind <laughs> like it's blowing mine. I mean, surely these people just didn't walk around all the time knowing all this. We let them know at the beginning we were going to rock their world I can't today. Believe it. Okay. So, and that's by the 19, by 1900, they were being called hot dogs. So in that 40 year span, people just started calling them hot dogs. Um, that's so weird. Which shows where we got that name. And they're saying it was probably a joke because from the 1930s, here's what people would say. The noblest of all hot dog, the noblest of all dogs is the hot dog. It feeds the hand that bites it. That was a phrase that somebody came up with to sell the hot dog. So pretty interesting, right? Pretty interesting. So the Germans bring it, they're selling it in their carts, yeah. and everybody's loving it. Wow. So now we get to Nathan's Famous. You've heard of Nathan's Famous. Yes. Like they're, they are actually still the most... Famous hot dog? Well, the most highest selling hot dog. Oh, still. highest selling. Okay. So this was Nathan Handworker, and he was a Jew, Jewish immigrant from Poland. Huh. In 1915, he worked a hot dog stand at Coney, Coney Island. Where he made a whopping $11 a week slicing buns. Oh, my gosh. So he lived entirely on hot dogs <laughs> and slept on the kitchen floor for a year. And he did all that so he could save up $300 to buy his own oh, cart. wow. So he made enough to open up a competing stand. And he was a savvy, savvy businessman because knowing his former boss charged $0.10 cents a hot dog... He only charged five cents a hot dog. Hmm. So he's selling it cheaper and giving people the same product. Isn't there like a Polish, like a Polish sausage? Yeah. Yeah. There's a Polish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just, I'm also just realizing this in my own brain. Because he, he came from Poland. I wonder if like yeah. he kind of had that branch of like Polish. Sausage. Like Poland. Yeah. It probably as, as the recipes went out, I'm sure each country and each changed group, it up to people their, group changed yeah. what they right and whatever in, ingredients they had at the time maybe and whatever the have, fda approves around yeah here. <laughs> not that that makes it safe but um so by the depression nathan's hot dogs were known throughout the united states they were so prized and delicious that they would be served to royalty wow. when president franklin roosevelt hosted king george the sixth of england and his queen, they had a picnic at Hyde Park, which is his house in New York, in 1939. 
And they decided to grill hot dogs as part of the menu. <laughs> and that received a lot of press. Like, we considered this a... Mm -hmm. Well, and we'd already claimed it as American. Like, we talked about the All-American. Yeah. Now, by 1939, we have claimed this as this is an American food. Wow. So that that's kind of cool. So today, do you want to guess how many hot dogs are consumed each year by Americans? Not individually, but total. How many hot dogs are... <sighs> I'm going to say... 100 billion. 100 billion? Oh, is that a lot? That's a lot. Okay, wait. I'm going to say, how many people live in, oh, in the United States, not the world. Yeah, the United States. Oh. There's three, roughly 370 million people in in America. Okay. So how many hot dogs do we Gosh. eat a year total? I don't know. One billion. The total is 20 billion hot dogs. Wow. <laughs> 20 billion. 20 billion. And I think oh when I gosh. did the math, your, if you get on your phone and try to do that calculation, your phone won't go to 300 million or 300 billion. Oh, really? So I just, I'm guessing. Did you it, have to do it old school with a piece of paper? Well, I just did it in my head. I went even older school. Wow. wow that's hot. I, and I, <laughs> <laughs> unscientifically, you can probably mm -hmm. do the math on paper and figure out I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think that's about 12 to 15 hot dogs a year for people. Do and you that, eat 12 to 15 no, hot I, dogs? No, hold on. I'm sorry. Like 17 hot dogs a person. Oh, 17. I think I probably eat maybe 10 a year. Like, there's times where I can crave a hot dog, and if I go to a baseball game, I think it's 10 or 12 for me. So I, I think, think I'm that's high. I don't think yeah, you eat that many, Scott. Probably not. We don't ever have them here, and we might get one at a ballpark. I would say I eat five or six a year. Probably. But you always eat two at a time. It's never in ones. No. At home, I don't do that. Really? No, because at home, I will have myself a little Frito chili pie yeah. and a hot chili cheese hot dog. That's two different. That's I do the chili cheese, two chili cheese hot dogs. Oh, yeah. I don't go for the Frito mm -hmm. pie. Mm -hmm. Same. You're a pig. <laughs> <laughs> do you get it? I don't get it. <laughs> I'm offended. Okay. So we mentioned earlier that Nathan's is still the most popular. Yeah, I didn't know I was that old, actually. On, second on the list is Hebrew National and... Then Oscar Mayer is number three on the hot dog chart. Wow. Okay, I'm going to tell you about the most expensive hot dog ever made, ever sold. Okay. Because we were, we've talked about the most pa the most expensive painting ever sold a few yeah. weeks ago. Now we're talking about the most expensive hot dog. Yeah. It was sold in New York at Serendipity Three, apparently a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Does that have anything to do with the movie? Yeah, Serendipity. Is the ice cream place? Well, yeah, it is. It does. But I don't know about three, unless it's just its third like it's location. A, yeah, it's a third mm -hmm. location. Mm -hmm. So they sold a hot dog in 2012 for $69. One hot what? dog. What? Yes. Why? It was made with Kobe beef, so it's real expensive okay. beef, right? And topped with black truffles. Okay. A delicacy that can cost hundreds of dollars per pound. So I think it's the truffles that really. Can I shot just up say the, the hot dog did not sell for sixty nine dollars. The truffles did. Yeah. Well, and also probably what helped the price is they only made ten of them. So there's oh. only ten that ever existed. So that also probably raised also, the price. Also, I just don't know that I would want truffles on a hot dog. I don't want truffles. Period. <laughs> You're right. I know yeah. a lot of people love those, but I do. They're too much for me. Okay, so now that we have the history of the hot dog, mm -hmm. we have an even more controversial thing to talk about. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. The question is, America, is the hot dog a sandwich? This is called rift. This has caused rift in families. It's probably caused divorces. 
and for friends to never talk to each other again. And yes, you're, well, you're looking see, at the hot dog. I'm with looking. Your... We have a magnifying glass, and I'm going to check this hot dog. I don't want to look this here. closely at it. Yeah, that's mm. a little terrifying. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah. I need stuff on top of this so I don't see it. That's true. Okay. We're looking at a naked hot dog, basically, <laughs> in a bun. And here's what I need to know to make this that decision. That we didn't. We purchased from Sonic, by the way. I need to know if a, if, if a sand, what the definition of a sandwich okay. is. Well, I just happen to have a chart here mm-hmm, okay. that you're going to see on screen as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're going to talk you through the chart if you're just listening as well. Yeah. So the purest structure of a sandwich, according to this chart, it must have a classic sandwich shape, which is basically bread. You know, the, we yeah. have, we have the, here's our classic sandwich. What's in the middle of this? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. We have a peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter sandwich. Classic structure, classic shape of a sandwich, two pieces of bread with, or a baked product with toppings in between. And we have toppings Wait, in between. two pieces of bread or a baked product. Well, That's like, what it says. Yes. Okay. Just checking. I'm, I'm making sure for okay. clarification. So for simplification, it's two pieces of bread with something in the middle. Okay. That's your structural purist on the chart. Okay. Okay. So that would be like a BLT as a sandwich. Right. It's something that everyone would be comfortable saying, mm-hmm. don't you think? For sure. So that's at the top left of our chart. Okay. So it's structurally pure. It looks like a sandwich. It just has bread and fillings. Okay. And it's an ingredient purist. It must have a classic sandwich topping, like meat, cheese, lettuce, peanut butter and jelly, mm-hmm. just your just the basic stuff. Like we can all agree that's a sandwich. Yeah. So that's top left. Okay. So as we move to the right on our chart, you become ingredient ingredient neutral. Like it has it has the bread, it has the outside structure you want, mm-hmm. but it becomes different ingredients. Okay. An example on the chart is putting french fries or chips inside mm-hmm. the bread. Our kids do that. And I guess that's called a chip buddy. I've never called that anything. I've never heard but that. In our chart it's called a chip buddy. So you would say chip buddy is a sandwich. And your friends are, yeah, you see what you just did? Your friends would be like, "Hmm, huh. is this really a sandwich?" Okay, do you put the chips in with all the other stuff you already had in there or just a chip sandwich? Well, in our in our Oh, Char, it's French fries. Oh, like okay. I see Jake do that all the time. Our middle son and Alex will do that too. They throw the French fries. Alex puts chips. Alex puts chips in his sandwiches, and Jake puts French fries in his burgers. He does. Mm-hmm. So they would be more ingredient neutral. So they would be called structural purist, but ingredient neutral. Okay. So that's, that's probably yeah. where Jake's at. That's cl- uh, that sounds like them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we go further right on the chart on the top. And you have ingredient rebel. So now you're putting crazy stuff in the middle. It can contain literally any food product sandwiched together. Mm. So at the top right, we would be called a structural purist Mm -hmm. because, again, we have the two layers. And in the middle, we have an ingredient rebel. So the example here is ice cream between cookies is a sandwich. Oh. And I think we can. Most of us can agree on that. Yeah, like it still looks like sandwich. a sandwich. It still has mm-hmm. the look of a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So you're still structurally pure, but you've changed up the ingredients. Okay. Okay. So that's what we have at the top right. Okay. Now as we go down and to the right, now we're getting crazy. So next level, level down. The next level down is structurally neutral. Okay. So that is the container must be on either side of the topping, but not necessarily two separate pieces. And I think of a Subway sandwich. That's our first one in this category. Yeah. They, they just cut out the top and they yeah. place the ingredients in there. It's not really too loose. It's or not two like things together. a pita pocket. Yeah. Okay. So it's structurally neutral, 
but ingredient purist. You're still putting your basic sandwich ingredients inside the sandwich. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and the example here is a sub is a sandwich. And I think we would all say that. Even though if you go to Subway, it's not two pieces of bread. And I'm even crazier because I get the flatbread. That's one piece. They put the ingredients on one side and they flip it over, people. So that is where, that's where this falls too. I know. Mm. I didn't realize I was such a rebel. <laughs> so, so think about that. This is pretty mm. deep stuff. Yeah. I hope everybody's following along because we're really <laughs> we're shattering a lot of misconceptions about the sandwich. Okay, so we move further to the right and we're becoming ingredient neutral again. So now we're ingredient neutral and strictly neutral, mm -hmm. and that's where true neutral lies. And in our chart, that's where they would say the hot dog lies. Okay. So someone would say a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay. Because it has it has the bread. It has the bread that you're wanting. Mm -hmm. It's doesn't ha it's not two pieces, so now you're structurally neutral. Okay. But you're ingredient neutral because you don't know what's in this thing. <laughs> so you can't even tell me what's in this thing. So it's neutral. It's not like, you know, turkey. <laughs> that's right. I mean you can get those, at least the label says. Mm, but in the in the basic hot dog, you don't know what's in there, people. Yeah, Let's be honest. You don't. Mm -mm. It tastes good, but I just want to be honest with you. So the hot dog is true neutral in okay. the sandwich. Okay. Okay. So do we have any examples of these yet? Of we what? haven't gotten well, we to have our examples yet. We, we have, have the, the hot sandwich. dog. We got the sandwich. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. So now we're moving on over to ingredient rebel and structurally neutral. Mm -hmm. And that would be an ice cream taco is a sandwich. Mm. And we purchase... A regular taco. We purchased a taco. Where were we? Taco Bueno. Taco Bueno. We totally freaked out the... <laughs> through the drive-thru. We're like, we want one taco, please. Yeah, one party taco. One party taco, no please. No sauce, no drink, no nothing. Because right. we're not planning on eating it. We're I just know. planning we're, on this, looking at it. This is totally for, for you your people. benefit. And this, you're, you're telling me this is a sandwich. It can be a sandwich because it's structurally neutral, again, because mm -hmm. it's got what we think of as a sandwich. But it's an ingredient rebel. Like, you can, you're putting different kind of stuff in here. Mm. But um, I just, <laughs> when we ordered it on the, in the drive-thru, there was silence for a long time. <laughs> I just want one party taco, please. And they're like, <laughs> silence. And they're like, just one party taco? And we're like, yep, yes. That's it. So... Okay, so the taco is structurally neutral and ingredient rebel. Okay. And that would be the same thing for an ice cream taco. Yeah. Okay, now we're moving down. We're back to the left, and we're going down to the bottom. This is the structural rebel. Yeah. This is any food. It can contain any food enveloped in any way by a containing food. So there's something in the middle of something else, basically, is what they're okay. saying. So that's still on the sandwich hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So it's a structural rebel, and if you're an ingredient purist, you can have, you could say a chicken wrap is a sandwich. Okay. Because it's got the usual sandwich ingredients, but just a different right, yeah. wrapping. So let me ask you this. If you were to take that, what did you call it? Like a chicken wrap. Yeah. Okay. And you were to take off the tortilla part of that or the outside breading or, you know, whatever kind of wrap you have and make it like a lettuce wrap. Is that a sandwich? Well, I think that you would still call it. It would be a structural rebel with ingredient purists. But the the outside doesn't have a bread, if that's mm. the... Oh, yeah, you're is right. Is that part of the... So maybe... this has a combination of any food enveloped in any food. But it's not really that. It's like this original... Well, it depends on what you're going well, by. Well, if you're a purist, you're saying it's a bread product. 
So, but now we've gone we're we're we've gone away from that, so and we're now rebel, we're saying it's so any food. You're so, saying a lettuce wrap is a sandwich, a structural rebel with ingredient purist ingredients. Yeah. So okay. you're on the sandwich spectrum, but you're starting to wow walk away from okay. the pure sandwich. All right. This is okay. Because it's any food wrapped in any food. Yeah. So we're still Oof. in the sandwich, but we've lo- we've gone away from the bread. Okay. Okay, so we move to the right on our chart. We're in the middle at the bottom. And this would be a burrito. We have an uncooked frozen burrito, just <laughs> as a visual example for our, for our watchers, for our YouTubers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever eaten a frozen burrito. We're going to yeah. have to cook this. So I'm not eating anything on this table. You're not eating? Well, I'm going to try it all. You'll eat this. Yeah, I bet you'll eat this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll but eat yeah. that. Okay. I'll eat that taco, too. This is my lunch. Okay, so now we've gotten into structural rebel and ingredient neutral. So you could say a burrito is a sandwich. Yes. Because you could put different things in this, like beans and cheese. And and obviously it's not the bread, but it's still wrapping it. It's still encasing another food. This is a bread product. I guess a tortilla is. Yeah, that's why it's under... A corn tortilla would not be. That's not a bread product, is it? It's corn tortilla. I'm assuming, I don't know much about corn tortillas, but aren't they just made of corn? Well, yes. I don't know. Well, that's a totally different show, perhaps. Wow, I've, okay. Mine's blown. I've perplexed you. Okay. All right, next. So now we're getting now we're getting crazy. This is the craziest one. This is the crazy, and, and I'm going to open it's this. This is the final one, too. I'm going to open this with the sound, because this is going to bring back memories for everyone in their childhood. <laughs> Because we all lived off of these. You used as to eat these all the time when you hear the wrapper. You already day. know what this is. Do they? Oh, I'm sure you do. Oh yeah. Is this also <sighs> part of your lunch? It's gonna be part. <laughs> Probably. This is my dessert. It's the All American Pop Tart. Pop Tart. Pop Tart. You're gonna tell me a Pop Tart is a sandwich. Well, I'm gonna say because as, as it we does go have to bread the right, on both sides. as we go to the right at the bottom. It's a. This is called radical sandwich anarchy, because you have an ingredient rebel, of course, because you've got fake strawberries in here. I, we went with the fake strawberries. Yes, processed strawberry-like gel on the inside. You tell me that pop tarts don't have real fruit in them. This has really rocked your world, hasn't it? <laughs> I believe this is processed strawberry gel. Not okay, sure what. Gel. Mm-hmm. You can look at the ingredients on the box and see mm. if you trust that. So you've got the gel in the middle, the strawberry, strawberry with my air quotes again, Mm -hmm. and you have something wrapping it. You have another food wrapping it. And this is kind of a bread product, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So you've, you actually have a pastry. So you could consider, someone could say a Pop-Tart is a sandwich. Wow. And they're not totally off on this, Mm -hmm. according to our chart, because it's a structural rebel and an ingredient rebel. We have sandwich anarchy here, people. Sandwich anarchy. That's how far we've gone. That's so interesting. Okay. How did you eat a Pop-Tart when you were a kid? Well, normally I would toast it. Again, I wanted to get the edges a little burn on the edge. Yeah. And what do you mean? That's what I like, to. That's what I meant. One, I would... Like, some people just eat them out of the bag. No, 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 no. That's... I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> One, also, I when I tore it apart, I would always make sure I got some of the... Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. I would also... I was always make sure I've got some of the... The inside, oh. I've got the frosting, and I, I've still got some of the crispy. I always wanted crispy in every bite. So I would all, I when I did eat Pop-Tarts, was not very long in my life, I don't think. Probably after we got married, because I didn't eat them as a kid that I remember. You ate Pop-Tarts when we were married? Well, you did, so oh, yeah. I probably did. I brought it into the yeah. marriage. Yeah, I don't think I did. Um, 
my mom cooked me a home cooked meal every morning for <laughs> oh, breakfast. Oh really? Oh well, I see how it is. <laughs> That's not true. I honestly don't rem- well, I don't remember whether she did or not, honestly. I ate a pop tart as I walked to and from school uphill both ways. <laughs> just a different challenge. I'm just going to say that the sweet the the middle of this this real packed part of this is right. like almost too sweet for me like i would toast it and i would eat all around the edges and i'd throw the middle away oh really mm-hmm. i would want some of the middle and some of the toasty well yeah I but would you didn't that. want the middle at all not really you didn't like the inside Mm-mm, not huh. really Mm-mm. that's interesting and normally i wouldn't go, i for the purposes of our talk i just went with the strawberry mm-hmm. like everybody knows this look of a that's the kind you used to buy, though, frosted strawberry. It was a lot, but I probably prefer like more of a chocolatey kind of thing now. Yeah. The s'mores and all Those that. Are so but, gross. But really, I can't eat them much. They're just too sweet now. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I would down these all the time. I would eat the strawberry one before I'd eat any chocolate flavor. Again, maybe these were... When we went to space, maybe we developed these. Because it feels like you're opening this weird metallic... Mm-hmm. Like a space blanket. Yeah, like a, <laughs> you're opening a space blanket <laughs> to get to the strawberry gel and some type of breading and it was just so easy i think that's why these items are so popular it's like you can just you don't even have to pop it in the toaster if you're a monster you Mm -hmm. can just take it right out of the wrapper and start eating it yeah you might be onto something because i do like the little sparkles on here i mean that looks a little cosmic yeah i can see it we need to see if this was created in a space station somewhere or on the moon perhaps so there you go so rebecca after reviewing all of these reviewing our chart and searching your heart that rhymes. That's mm-hmm. I love. That's mm-hmm. going to be our slogan for this episode. Where would you sit on this? Where am I? Where would you? I'm going to ask you two questions. First, where do you sit on this? As far as normal, where do you? Where are most of your sandwiches come from? I'm going to say I'm a structural neutral in, ingredient purist. Okay, so maybe more of the sub sandwich is where you would go. That's the furthest I would get down this chart. I think yeah. all of these are sandwiches up to there. And after that, and then when not, you get to the hot dog, those are you're, not sandwiches any longer. You're, so what you're saying, I just want to make this clear to everyone out there. A hot dog is not a sandwich. Whoa! That's what wow. you heard here first. You're not even saying it's neutral. No. Okay. That's interesting. What are you going to say? Okay. Um, Be careful. We have to live together. <laughs> <laughs> we know how this has shattered families all across America. <laughs> um, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Before we started researching this... And really looking into this issue, I would have said that a hot dog, this, and maybe this is a cop-out on my part, I would have said a hot dog is just its own thing. Like, it's not a sandwich or anything. It's just a hot dog. Mm-hmm. But as I've looked at the charts, I searched my heart. Are you saying I didn't search my heart? No, I think you did. I'm just saying this is what I did. Mm-hmm. After doing that on my own. I feel attacked. <laughs> no. I can I can totally go with you that this is not a sandwich if you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. I can I can I can totally understand it because I came into this discussion thinking it wasn't a sandwich, but now that I've looked at this, I think it is true neutral. I think it's right in the middle of a sandwich because it it has the it has the ingredients we would have in a sandwich, some kind of meat, <laughs> some kind of meat, and a bread product around it. I think we're getting hung up on that it's not two pieces, like the bun is not separate. I think that may be why people don't go with it being a sandwich. But you do a Subway sandwich, so that doesn't, that's not my hang-up with it. But also, who here hasn't made the, where you do two or three hot dogs, you cut them in half, and then you put them in a sandwich, like you put them in two breads. Have you not done that? Never. I've totally done that. No. I've also boiled them. Most of the time, we didn't have buns, because we couldn't afford them. <laughs> 
So I think back to my you childhood. Rolled, you rolled a, a piece I, of bread, didn't you? I flip, I folded a piece of bread over it, and I put some mustard on it, and I ate it wow. without a bun. So I'm going to go, after all this contemplation, I'm going to have to go that hot dogs are a true new, neutral sandwich. I hope you can sleep tonight <laughs> with this decision. And I just feel bad for all the families that are going to be debating this issue at the kitchen table yep. as they eat their hot dogs and Pop-Tarts. So we're a house divided. <laughs> we're a house. This is not a sandwich. This, my friends, is a true neutral sandwich. We're just going to have to agree to disagree on we this are. one. Yep. And the smells on this table. <laughs> I mean, we've got taco, peanut butter, hot dog, and Pop-Tart are all the array of... And this frozen burrito is starting to smell, too. It's all starting to come up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the only sandwich down here is this one right here. After looking at this chart, I would agree that that's the purest sandwich. According to the chart and the definition of the sandwich... Are you going to say a Pop-Tart's a sandwich? I'm going to say it's radical sandwich anarchy, but there is sandwich involved here. You have sandwiched a fake processed strawberry gel, in this case, between a bread product. So... In the clearest definition, this is a sandwich. You're a monster. <laughs> it's changed my world because when I came into this room, I thought I was going to say that a hand, that a hot dog was not a sandwich. Wow. I've, my life has totally been changed. Wow. Well, mine is not. For the I, good. I know it's not a sandwich. Um, my mind is but open I will now. say that I did learn a lot about, like, really the origin of the hot dog, not just, yeah. like, not just the bloop, the bloop, not just the bloop. Yeah, with the intestines, Boop. but also with like the countries. I just never put all that together. Like that's the most fascinating thing about this entire learning session that I've had with you today. So you're trying to end on a positive note. Ella, I'm trying after this vicious disagreement that I'm we trying. have. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> so we want to know: Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? You gotta let us know in the comments. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. Hardy party at five and a half. Over and out. We'll see you next time. I hope. 